Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Today we're going to finish the Gospel of Mark with chapter 16, but before we begin with the text, I want to just talk about John a little bit. He was also known as John Mark. He accompanied Paul and Barnabas on several of his missionary journeys. He was an early New Testament character. He's mentioned as the son of a lady named Mary, who was apparently a a wealthy lady because she resided in Jerusalem and the early church met at her house, and they... uh, They chose to meet at the larger homes, so his home must have been one of the larger homes. We don't know anything about his father, but as I mentioned, we know that he was an early companion of Paul and Barnabas. In fact, Colossians chapter 4 tells us that he was Barnabas' cousin or nephew. And so um, Peter was well acquainted with John Mark, as were others of the early church. He may be the young man that was mentioned in chapter 14 of Mark that was in the Garden of Gethsemane and had been left without the sheet that was covering him. It's an odd inclusion into that chapter 14 that there was a young man wearing a sheet and the soldiers tried to grab him and they ended up pulling the sheet off of him. And many scholars believe that that's autobiographical about Mark himself. And so initially, Paul didn't think much of him. He abandoned Paul and Barnabas on their first missionary journey. But later in Paul's life, he wrote specifically that John Mark had become very dear to him and important to him. In fact, he asked that he be sent to him while he was in prison in Rome. And so he continued to be friends with Peter. Peter mentioned him in First Peter. And along with Timothy and Titus, he was one of the the young leaders of the early church. And so today, as we begin our reading of the Gospel of Mark, I want you to remember what I said previously, that two of the other Gospels, Matthew and Luke, drew heavily from Mark's account of the events recorded in his Gospel. So let's begin um, reading from the New International Version of the Bible, Mark chapter 16. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, Who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were all alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You're looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He is risen. He's not here. See the place where they had laid him? But go now and tell his disciples and Peter, he's going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, The women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were very much afraid. When Jesus rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had driven seven demons. She went and told those who had been with him and who were mourning and weeping. When they heard that Jesus was alive and that she had seen him, they didn't believe it. Afterward, Jesus appeared in a different form to two of them while they were walking in the country. These returned and reported it to the rest, but they didn't believe it either. Later, Jesus appeared to the eleven as they were eating. 
He rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands, and when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people, and they will become well. After the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven, and he sat at the right hand of God. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere, and the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. That's fascinating to me that Jesus had many times told the disciples that he was going to be crucified and then rise from the dead the third day. And yet, when it happened, they were completely unprepared for his death and his resurrection. In fact, as they were getting the the witnesses of the resurrection throughout this chapter, they didn't believe it. And Jesus actually rebuked them because they didn't believe it. It's a fascinating thing, and I think we're very much like that, friends, when we, we know the truth of God's Word, we know these things for ourselves, we know that it's real, we know reality is the Lord and our faith is based on truth, and yet... When something happens to confirm that what we believe is true, we're so surprised. In verse 1, it says that when the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so that they might go and anoint Jesus' body. So obviously they were not expecting him to be raised from the dead. They thought that he was still in the grave three days after his crucifixion. But very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, who's going to move the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? Because they knew that there had been a large stone there, and Matthew's gospel tells us that, in fact, there was a contingency of soldiers who were assigned to guard the, the sealed tomb. But anyway, they went, and when they looked up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away from the tomb, and they entered the tomb. And there they saw a young man dressed in white who was sitting on the right side of the tomb. Now, we know now that this was an angel, but at the time they didn't recognize who it was. He said to them, don't be alarmed. You're looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He's risen. He's not here. See the place where they laid him. And so this young man who was sitting there dressed in a white robe was really an emissary from the Lord, and he was sitting there to greet these ladies as they came to the empty tomb. Now, notice that the ladies were the first ones to come to the tomb, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome, so these three ladies. And so in verse 9, it says, When Jesus rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene. So Mary Magdalene was the first one to actually be an eyewitness as far as the humans go, to the resurrection of Jesus. And uh, this Mary Magdalene was someone that Jesus had ministered to previously. The gospel said he had previously driven seven demons out of her. So she was a, a lady that had been a beneficiary of the ministry of Jesus Christ. And yet she expected him to stay dead. And she was surprised when he was raised from the dead. Then after that, in verse 12, it says, Jesus appeared in a different form to two of them while they were walking in the country. And I believe that this is the two men that are referred to on the journey to Emmaus and another one of the Gospels. But once again, they were not looking for Jesus. He had been crucified. They thought he was dead. So they didn't recognize Jesus initially. And then uh, later on, they did realize this is Jesus that we're talking to. 
In verse 14, Jesus appeared to the eleven disciples. Of course, Judas was dead by that time, and just the remaining eleven disciples were there. And he appeared to them as they were eating. And what did he do in verse 14? He rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. So they should have been expecting the resurrection of Jesus Christ. They should have been expecting the supernatural reality of the resurrection from the dead. And yet they weren't. And so Jesus had to rebuke them for their unbelief and their lack of faith. Friends, may we not be that way. May we not be full of unbelief and lack of faith. And so the 11 were at that point eyewitnesses themselves. And so the the early disciples had to have the eyewitness account of those that saw Jesus risen from the dead. In 1 Corinthians, we find out that he appeared to over 500 people when he was raised from the dead. So his resurrection was well attested to. And all of the early disciples of Christ kept that testimony of the resurrection, his resurrection from the dead, all the way up until their own deaths, many of them under torture that was intended to make them recant their testimony about Jesus. But they never did. While he was with the eleven, he gave them the Great Commission. Just as we read in Matthew, it's very similar here in Mark. He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all of creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they'll drive out demons. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will place their hands on sick people and they'll get well. And so Jesus commissioned the early disciples to go out into the world and preach the good news. The gospel is the good news about about Jesus to all creation, everybody. And so that commission comes down to you and I today. It says that we're to tell people the good news about Jesus, about his death, burial, and resurrection, about his life, his sinless life, and all of his words and his sayings that we're to live by. Those are the things we're supposed to share with the world. And if people listen to what we say and believe and are baptized, they shall be saved. And those who don't believe will be condemned. But how can they believe unless we testify uh, the truth of what we know? And so the final verses of this chapter say that after the Lord Jesus had spoken to his disciples, he was taken up into heaven and sat down on the right hand of God. And so in this chapter, we have the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the Great Commission, the ascension of Jesus Christ, and the exaltation of Jesus Christ to the right hand of God. All of these things are critically important to our faith. He literally died for our sins. It was a real death. He literally was buried for three days. He literally was raised from the dead. He wasn't in a coma. It wasn't a partial uh, seeming death. It was a real death. He was raised from the death. He was seen by many eyewitnesses. And then he ascended into heaven. And they also saw him ascend up into heaven. And of course, he sat at the right hand of God, which Stephen and others later saw him sitting at the right hand of God. So friends, For us today, how about you? Are you walking in unbelief as these early disciples were? Are you believing the fullness of what the Scriptures reveal about Jesus Christ? Are you operating as a witness in all the world as Jesus commissioned us to do? So this morning, I want to pray into that. Lord, may we be among those who believe. Christians are called believers. May we, in fact, be believers. May we not be doubters. May we not be known for our lack of faith, Lord, but may we be known for our refusal to veer from what is written. Lord, your word is truth. 
You came, you lived, you died, you rose from the dead, you ascended into heaven, and you're seated at the right hand of God forever. Lord, may you use each of us in the Great Commission. May we share the truth of these things to all of creation. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.